For a great cup of troll, there's one thing you should know Your morning brew can also be playful Buff boy brewing guys make the temperature rise And you surely feel naughty when you swallow our coffee If you want some real heat Give your mouth a fine treat You will want some more, rest assured Buff boy brewing, you can't get It's time for The Scribble, your weekly fix of celebrity chats, bizarre stories in the news, and basic random chatter with best-selling author and syndicated radio host, Jeremy Bradley. Make sure your seat is in the upright and locked position and your barf bag is securely in place. Here's Jeremy Bradley. Hey everybody, it is Jeremy Bradley here. This is The Scribble. Thanks for tuning in today. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. I guess it just passed for all of our American friends. And a happy Black, Fr- happy safe Black Friday. But they really should call it Black and Blue Friday. Yikes. I can't wait. You know, we're taping this show before the uh, violence begins at Walmart. You know it's going to happen inevitably. So, fingers crossed everybody will make it out of there safely. But uh, I'm going to be checking YouTube later in the day, as I hope you will be as well. We've got some fun stuff to talk about. Uh, more random about Black Friday. Of course, I got a comment on that. Giving you some uh, cheapskate tips for Christmas because we are now officially into the Christmas season. Or is it holiday? Because I don't want to offend people by calling it Christmas because, you know, the word Christmas is just so offensive these days thanks to our BS society where everybody is just overly sensitive about things. But I'm going to say Christmas because why not? We did for so many years and there's nothing wrong with it, Okay. It's it's interesting how you can share a warm greeting, right? I don't know anybody that has said Merry Christmas as a way to be a dick, but somehow, somehow in today's world, that's what it's become. And it's sad, but you know what? Merry Christmas. Maybe I'm going to say that every week on this show until Christmas comes. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Until then... Uh, happy Black Friday. Well, again, my rants about that and uh, cheapskate tips for Christmas. You're going to want to jot this down because it's so commercialized. We know that. But there's so many different things that you can do just using a little creativity uh, to have a really cheap, memorable Christmas. So uh, tips for my best-selling book are coming up. And then also, speaking of the book, I'm going to tell you about a promo code where you can save this Black Friday weekend. And well, maybe for the rest of December, we might just extend the sale for a long time. We've got a promo code where you can save 30% on our books at the website speakfreebooks.com. You don't want to go anywhere. The scribble is starting right now. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich, working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare, having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom41.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom41.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 41.com. Go to freedom41.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom41.com. Scribble Dribble brought to you by SpeakFreeWithJB.com. Thank you. Check out syndicated newspaper columnist Jeremy Bradley's rants and raves in his weekly news and entertainment columns.
That's at speakfreewithjb.com. Since he's paid to not shut up, God knows why. Once again, Jeremy Bradley. I hope you survived your Black Friday shopping. Well, you're listening to this, so you're alive. That's a plus, right? Or maybe you're maybe you're tuned in from the comfort of your hospital bed. But either way, thanks for uh, giving us a listen today on The Scribble. We were talking about this the other day. Now, again, our, our podcast goes live on Fridays, so uh, a lot of people are off today. Hopefully you're at home just, you know, surfing and you found us and we we're thankful. We're thankful, right? Thanksgiving that you are tuning in. But we were just saying, like, is it really worth saving maybe a hundred dollars on a cheap quality tv that might work you know they don't make electronics like they used to right so the tv is going to work for a couple years it's good you know there's going to be another high def one there's going to be a bigger one there's going to be something that you're just going to replace it with so here's the deal i wrote my newspaper column about this a couple of days ago is that black friday used to be just kind of a, a fun shopping day right it was the day after thanksgiving you'd go out there you go then it was that you would camp out, and it would be kind of fun, right, to get the bargains and whatever. Then it was, and recently now, it's that people will skip Thanksgiving dinner with their family. So the nice warm meal, the tender, cozy time with your family. Screw it. I need to save money and get that TV. So I'm going to ditch, I'm going to bail on the family, and I'm going to go and camp out and freeze Bring my boxing gloves, my taser, my gun, whatever the hell I've got at home, and beat the crowds. And when I say beat them, I mean literally beat them, uh, just to, to save a few bucks. And so, so there's that element of it. And the the savvy shopper really can just do it online now. You know, I, I haven't done uh, Black Friday shopping or Boxing Day for our Canadian and uh, UK listeners, but uh, you go online. That's kind of the thing to do these days. Is that I don't have to leave the house, and then your Black Friday sales start a couple of days early anyway, so you just go online. You know, when I was living... No, I wasn't living with my parents at the time. I I went for uh, Christmas Eve to my parents' house, and so you've got Christmas Eve is December 24th, Christmas is the 25th, Boxing Day is the 26th. Well, your Boxing Day sale started on the 24th at 7 p.m., so it was a great way to get away from my parents for a while. Went down to the basement to where their computer is. And did my shopping on there, and that's actually, I bought a TV for my house, and it was from Best Buy, I didn't get trampled, I didn't get stabbed, I didn't, nothing happened to me, there were no arrests, and it, it was delivered to my house, I, you know, it was very convenient, it was a good price, it was a good deal. We typically see these YouTube videos of people at Walmart. I mean, that's where it happens. It could happen anywhere. It's happened in malls, though. So I'm not singling out Walmart again because they do sell great books like mine. Uh, but there's here's the other thing, though, is that if I'm giving the Christmas gift, I'm giving. Let's, for example, use a television. If I'm giving the television. Sometimes there's a great story behind how you got the gift, right? If it was something unique or if you made it yourself, that the story is almost as important as the actual item. Do people actually go and brag and go, punched a guy right in the face and got this for you? You know, and then if I'm on the recipient end and I hear that, I'm just going to be like, I don't, every time I look at the TV, I'm going to so go, this was out of violence and it wasn't really, you know, that's, that's just the way I look at things. But I could be different. Maybe I am. Maybe I am. I'm not much of a shopper. So, And I did. The funny thing was I did go to the mall a couple of days ago and I, and I wasn't even shopping. I just, I, I was hungry. I was I was out somewhere, and I was kind of like, you know what, I'm starving, I haven't eaten in a few hours, so I stopped at the mall, and not that I'm incredibly well-known in the city where I live, but I'm in the newspaper every week, we've got a video column, so yes, I am seen, and there's a picture of me in the paper every week, 
and we've been promoting the Cheapskate book now for two years, well, three years for the book, two years we've been doing the column in the paper, and I was just, I was in a mood, and I, the last thing, and I, this is kind of where I feel I know how celebrities feel, I just wanted to go to the food court, have some greasy, gross food, and then be on my way. And so I get into the mall, and I'm walking, and I kind of have not quite a scowl on my face, but, you know, I just kind of felt grubby and gross, and, and I hear somebody go and say, Hey, that guy's super cheap as I walked past them. So, yes, it's great to be recognized and known. Maybe for some, maybe that, hey, I saved a life, or maybe, hey, I, I don't know, changed the world because I cured cancer or something like that. No, that guy is super cheap. So that didn't, it didn't make me feel very good. However, I met up with my accountant after, and we went for drinks, and we had quite a few drinks uh, after that. So it ended up being somewhat of a positive from there. Uh, if you did go Black Friday shopping, would love to hear from you. Send me an email live at jbonair.com, or sorry, jb at jbonair.com, jb at jbonair.com. You can also tweet us uh, at The Scribble Show on Twitter, at The Scribble Show. And yeah, tell me how much you saved, how much did you spend, and did you get hit? Did anybody get hurt where you were? Or were people like relatively tame? Because this is where, and I don't want to say it's the worst in humanity because, you know, terrorism and all that stuff really is the lowest of the low. But, you know, there's just this violence just for the sake of getting a television. So when we say that Christmas has become too commercial, Black Friday takes the cake on this one because Black Friday is like a big UFC match or something. Something. And then I wonder, like, you know, why don't the producers of Cops, is that show still on Fox? Cops, or even Lock Up on MSNBC, they need to, they can film an entire season. You just set up people in a Walmart store in every state, maybe even if it's, it's the southern states, if I'm not mistaken, but I could be generalizing. And I just, I just want to see that. You've got an entire episode just from one store. And it would be interesting to find out how many, now, how many uh, arrests are made and how many people are incarcerated on Black Friday. Uh, it was interesting, you know, several years ago when my grandpa was in the hospital, he has since passed away, but he was um, not feeling well and he was in the hospital and it was New Year's Eve. And just at about, I think it was maybe 11 o'clock, 11.30 at night, there was nobody there at first, and then all of these people started coming in bloodied, and, you know, here's the bar fight, so New Year's Eve, and I just thought, wow, what a great way to ring in the New Year, hey? Just in, you're in triage in the hospital waiting room, in the emergency room. That's just, uh, you know, why not? And so Black Friday, really not that different. There are injuries at Walmart. So it'll be fun to see, you know, place your bets, how many arrests will happen. And, you know, you'll do a YouTube search and you'll see all of the camera phone videos of, of people recording the chaos. And I almost want to go Black Friday shopping, not actually shopping. I just want to go out on Black Friday and watch and get all this amazing cell phone video because that you can go viral at that point, right? We can be famous and start making money off those YouTube videos just by posting it. So there you go. Again, uh, jb at jbonair.com is the email address, or tweet us up at The Scribble Show. We're back right after this. If you're diabetic, this message could change your life. Is your blood sugar out of control even when you do all the right stuff? Are you afraid of diabetic blindness and the risk of amputation, as well as all those other side effects? Well, you should be. Is there anything that could help manage your blood sugar? Nobetes is a natural supplement that may quickly and dramatically lower your blood sugar. My name is Bob Corder. I've been using Nobetes for about three and a half to four months now, and in 
the first three months, I've actually lowered my blood sugars from 500s down to 139, and then it dropped to 88 to 93. My name is Kirsten. I'm a type 1 diabetic, and while taking obedience, my blood sugar levels dropped from 295 to 115 in just one day. The FDA hasn't evaluated these statements, and Nobetes isn't intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. But for many, it's helped drop their blood sugar. So if you've been evaluated with high blood sugar, don't delay. Evaluate Nobetes now. Call 800-478-9568 and get your free bottle. Just cover shipping and handling. Call 800-478-9568. That's 800-478-9568. Jeremy Bradley here back on this scribble. You know, just during that break, somebody was saying that we should have done the show live from a Walmart location, which is great in theory. You know, and I said that in the last segment that I would love to go there with a camera and everything, but I would do it like from a distance. I would I would be on the inside of the store, and you know how you've seen when they show the doors opening and the TV crews are like catching everybody coming and running in. I would do that, but I need to be like far back and then elevated, like almost up, like in a lookout tower kind of thing. Not not ground level. Not you're within striking distance. It's not safe. And again, these people are just charging at you. Like they don't even know where they're running. They don't even know where they're going. They're just running for the sake of running. Coming up later in the show, I'm going to give you some cheapskate tips from my best-selling book about how you can have a safe and cheap Christmas. But it's things about, like, you know, decorating and how you can uh, really save money during the holidays because it's this stretch from Thanksgiving to Christmas that it's on, right? Now, I'm like most guys. I'm not going to start shopping for a couple more weeks. Oh, yeah, that's not true. I did shop. A week or so, a week and a half ago, I, I did some Christmas shopping, but it was just coincidental because I was at something where I was buying stuff for me, which is, that's how I shop, uh, but there was something that was just perfect for my nephews and then perfect for my parents. So I actually did start, wow, that was like mid-November when I started doing that. You know, December's already here too, which is kind of crazy to think about. So some cheapskate uh, tips in our cheapskate checkpoint coming up in just a few minutes. And one of the great things is we've got all of our books from Speak Free Books on sale with the special coupon code. You can go to speakfreebooks.com and use the coupon code BF30, as in Black Friday 3030, BF30, for a 30% discount on the books, the official guide to being an American cheapskate, and put down your damn phone already, which is really funny because I was out with my account, we were having drinks, and she was telling me about one of her friends that she was traveling with, and he just would not put down his phone, and she was, she started to text him just to get his attention. So even though they were physically with each other at you know, a restaurant or wherever they were, she still had to text him to say, like, hey, wake up, look up, I'm right here, which is kind of funny. So great book for anybody in your life who's kind of addicted. And this happens at Thanksgiving all the time. I know that my little teenage cousins, those little bastards, they're not paying attention. They're just sitting with their heads down on their phone. So definitely check out the book. Uh, so speakfreebooks.com, speakfreebooks.com, or actually putdownyourdamnphone.com. Uh, you can check out the books. And again, that coupon code is bf 30 Black Friday 30, BF30. Would love to hear your thoughts about it because there's something for everyone in the book. It talks about how, uh, again, people are at restaurants, in airports. You see the people frantically looking for a place to charge their phone. And you got those people who are hogging all of the outlets where you almost kind of want to ask permission. Can you unplug one of your 17 devices just so I can charge my phone for like five minutes? That's all I need. Uh, or you've also got the people who are frantically looking for an outlet somewhere in the airport. Ducking behind the planters, moving the couches, trying to find somewhere to plug in their phone. And then you'll see somebody whose cord isn't long enough, and there's a couch maybe like three feet from them, and you're like, you sad, sad phone addict. You, you didn't, you just, you need to charge in that phone, just, uh, you know, it's quite funny. 
I enjoy it. That's why I wrote the book. And hopefully it will be a bestseller this holiday and uh, it'll bring you some laughs. You know, when I've done book signings, it's interesting because I have found a lot of older people have got the book for their grandchildren, which is really funny. And I also spoke at a, uh, it was a woman's luncheon for, it was a group of seniors actually. And when they introduced me, they actually didn't even want to say the name of the book because it's got the word damn in it. And even the MC was sort of like, oh, and that's his word too. And then at the end, when we were doing a book signing after, that book sold out and the cheapskate book didn't. Well, it did really well, but, you know, they they almost both sold out and that was actually the bigger hit. I was there to talk about the cheapskate book and then I segued into the put down your damn phone book. And that's the one that, that really resonated with the older crowd. So that's kind of funny as well. PutDownYourDamnPhone.com, and again, the coupon code uh, BF30. So, one more break, and then we've got those uh, Christmas cheapskate tips right here on The Scribble. Ever had something to get off your chest but never had the balls to say it? That's a load of crap. Speak Free with JB.com is exactly what you've been waiting for. Your chance to tell it like it is and not care what anybody else thinks. Have your say on issues of the day. Join newspaper and radio columnist Jeremy Bradley as he tells it like it is. Hundreds of thousands of people have stopped by, including some well-known celebrities who have had a chat with JB and speak candidly about what's really going on in the world. You can join them too. Have a rant or a rave. Be brave and head on over to www.speakfreewithjb.com now. Cheapskate Checkpoint on the Scribble. Brought to you by cheapskatebook.com. If you're a stupid spender, become a genius saver at CheapskateBook.com. Here's best-selling tight-ass Jeremy Bradley. You freak. It is one of the most expensive times of year for me. I can only imagine what it costs a family with kids. Let me do my best to offer up some ways to cut costs of what is a magical but expensive time of year. Christmas is tricky since it often encompasses a month of dinners, get-togethers, decorating, and gift-giving. I feel poor just listing these things. So what can be done? When it comes to dinners, opt for homemade meals. It's too easy to have a function catered or even order in, but the cost can be outrageous if you are entertaining a large group. Suggest a potluck-style meal where people bring something for everybody, and you could actually get out of having to make food if you are hosting. Now, I'm not suggesting being a Scrooge, but there is something to be said for a host who has to coordinate the event and make sure it runs smoothly in their own home. If you are responsible for making a dish and bringing it to a party, pick something you like. If you are going home with leftovers, you can also opt for something that won't spoil quickly. You might as well have something you like rather than getting home and throwing out the crusty bland leftovers. At the same time, if you are bringing a salad, only make a little bit with dressing and mix more as needed. This way you won't have a half bowl of soggy mess to dump out at the end of the night. You can go home with a bag of crisp lettuce ready to use the next day or for your next Christmas party. Oftentimes, a Christmas party might require somebody to bring the munchies or the soft drinks. The thing to remember is not put it all out right away. This will only encourage people to be gluttons and eat way more than they need to. The munchies are simply there to tide you over until the actual meal comes out. People often eat more because there is a giant full bowl of food in front of them. Pacing the food presentation could save you food and, in turn, money. I have gone to a Christmas dinner where someone served a bucket of chicken from a local restaurant instead of cooking up a bird for the meal. Perhaps it was taking the easy and really greasy way out, but looking at the costs of a bucket of chicken to feed a group of 20 people, you're better off buying two small chickens and actually cooking them yourself. 
While I understand people get busy during the holidays, finances are something to keep in mind all year. It is a delicate balance of cutting corners and looking cheap at Christmas or doing something meaningful for the people with whom you will be spending the holiday. I can tell you there was a lot of whispering and murmuring when the buckets of chicken were put on the dinner table, but the complaints weren't about the actual food, but that the non-chef took the easy way out. The bucket bringer clearly wasn't concerned about saving money during the holidays. Leftovers are a great thing. One meal can last two or three days. Don't be embarrassed about bringing to-go containers to pack up some food to take with you. Sure, this might sound contradictory to my previous advice about wanting to skimp on the amount of food you bring or put out, but when there is food that has been prepared and needs to be eaten or taken, take it. We groan that we'll never eat mashed potatoes or stuffing again, but when it is a deciding factor about buying groceries or eating out, you might appreciate the leftover holiday meal and it's saving you a few dinner dollars. Okay, there is more to Christmas than food, and if you're not a cook, like me, you can sometimes get out of bringing a contribution to the meal by offering to bring some decorations and decor. People know I am not a cook and often suggest I bring something that doesn't need to be prepared. Many of them realize I have a stockpile of holiday decorations from my time as a party store manager, and I'm asked to bring some items to create a festive feel. There's nothing wrong with taking some of your decorations from home and bringing them to a loved one's party and then putting them back up at your place once their party is over. Seriously, it sounds cheap, but nobody will notice. The dreaded gift exchange. Sigh. Whether it is with coworkers at the office or a group of friends having a Christmas party, you don't want to look like a Grinch by not participating, but you also don't want to waste money buying something for someone you don't really know or don't care about. If you are a hobbyist and make items at home, use one or two of them as a contribution for the Secret Santa exchange. Remember, most people are buying a generic gift because you don't know who the recipient will be. It could be the boss, it could be the chatty office receptionist, or the guy who always looks miserable. There's no way to strike out because people don't have high expectations with this type of gift exchange. There is also the idea of re-gifting and re-wrapping something you received but don't want and giving it to someone else. Sure, it is tacky, but it's also not wasteful. It doesn't take much encouragement to convince yourself that it is okay to give something you have no use for anyway. While that doesn't mean you give it to someone because you don't care about them and it is the easy way out, it does give you a reason to reuse something you otherwise wouldn't keep for yourself. One of the most expensive sides to Christmas is the gifts. There is no hiding that fact. Growing up, our family had a $30 limit for presents for each person. As a kid, it didn't seem too much since I bought for my parents and my two brothers. But now that everybody is older and married with kids, that brings the total to 10 people, not including the names of relatives I draw in the extended family gift exchange. As you feel your wallet emptying, you wonder how you are going to take care of everybody and not go broke. This is where your powers of persuasion come in. It is easy to spend without questioning where and why your dollars are going where they are. I was buying gifts for every family member, but not on the receiving end was I getting from everybody. I was only getting one gift from my brother and his wife. Doing some math, that meant that I was paying $60 for the two of them while they only spent 30 on me. It didn't take much convincing to get out of having to buy for the two of them when a $30 gift card to a restaurant worked just as nicely for the couple to spend a night out together. Partner that with guilting grandma and grandpa into babysitting the night and you really got off easy. Next up is the nieces and nephews. You can't be a good aunt or uncle and not get the kids anything. What's the next best thing? Making a basket of educational materials. Yes, I sound like a cheapskate, but I would much rather work on a gift basket of learning tools than on toys that will keep the kids entertained until the next toy they open. 
I have long been a believer in buying youngsters fun and educational gifts. It is also when I run to a dollar store or discount store and load up on construction paper, markers, paints, and other supplies to encourage creativity. I have also found stencils online to print out and collate to make a coloring book. It's true, a little resourcefulness could prevent you from wasting money on an expensive book when you can make one for much cheaper. Another coloring book idea is taking family photos and digitally editing them and using special treatments to strip down a picture to be black and white or stenciled. Again, this is cheaper, but it's also more personal than simply coloring generic images. For kids that are a little bit older, rather than buying presents, make a coupon to spend the afternoon together. Take a trip to the mall or go see a movie, and instead of spending 60 bucks on presents for two kids, you can create memories for cheap and have a good time in the process. What happens with the cousin whose name you drew in the family gift exchange? Oftentimes it is secret who pulled whom, but in our family there are only a few people you can pick. The rule is we can't have someone in our immediate family we already buy for. Mathematically it ends up working out, I will buy for a cousin since my brothers, sisters-in-law, and parents are excluded from the names I can get. Back to your negotiation and persuasion skills, because sometimes you can wheel and deal and get a different name than the one that you picked. Think about it. You aren't close with the relative you selected, but you know someone who is. Play the game of making a deal and you can trade to get a relative you know really well. If you play your cards right, you could end up with the person who picked your name. And that's a perfect scenario because you can easily say, Hey, I don't need anything for Christmas, do you? No? Okay, let's just do lunch and call it even. More often than not, that's the easiest and cheapest way to eliminate buying one present for the holidays. After the gifts have been exchanged and your home is full of stuff you don't have room for, there's a couple decisions to make. One, what do you keep? And two, where do you put it? A solution would be to donate any of the items that you don't want. Whether it is ill-fitting clothing that you can't return or a duplicate of something you already have, you could find a way to have a charity benefit. Another use would be to re-gift, as I mentioned earlier, but you can always sell items online. You can make money from your Christmas gifts. You would be selling a brand new item that could probably fetch you the suggested retail price. That's sheer profit from receiving a gift and having no use for it. With so many online auction and marketplace sites, it wouldn't be hard for you to find an interested buyer. So you saved money and possibly made money on gifts and food, but how about your decorations? Unlike Halloween, Christmas decorations are often up for much of December and early into the new year. The mistake that I made the first year I was living in my own house was that I overbought and could decorate the entire house with all the extra stuff. Talk about a waste of money. It is easy to get lost in the beauty of ornaments, but there can be too much of a good thing. Every year I seem to have more decorations than I can fit on my Christmas tree. I buy some, I get some as gifts, and pretty soon I need a bigger tree. Clever staff at a store will merchandise the expensive patterned tableware right in the middle of the Christmas section. The plates and napkins have cute Santas and reindeer, but they are probably twice as much as a solid color set. Think about the cost of a napkin that will be used to wipe a mouth and get thrown away moments later. Is it worth the price you pay? Getting solid red or green colored napkins and plates is not only cheap, but people automatically associate the colors with the holiday, so it is just as good for spreading the holiday cheer. When it comes to decorations, basic colors are also the way to go. Depending on which home or decorating publications you read, you often hear that solid colors and basics is the most appealing to the eye. 
I used to like the crazy blinking and flashing strings of lights that had eight settings where you're bound to have a seizure if you stare too long at them. I was told by a retail merchandiser that the rapid changing of colors and flashes is distracting when people watch TV, and those with the crazy lights often unplug them since they're a nuisance. It's one of those seemed-like-a-good-idea-at-the-time purchases. After learning the lesson that I reluctantly accepted, it was noticeable to me when I went to stores or someone's house and they had the strobe-like lights in the window or on the tree. It really is tacky and distracting. Now I opt for solid colors that don't flash or blink, and those strings of lights are usually a cheaper buy than the crazy ones that do tricks. By now I sound like a do-it-yourself guru, but when you think about the cost savings, it really is the way to go when it comes to decorating. If you think about the cost of ink and paper for your printer, you can pretty much print out images and patterns at home and make your own decorations. Find some pictures of snowmen or elves and make your own holiday scene for the wall or front window. Get some clear lights and illuminate your work of art. Who knows, you might create a setting more famous than the nativity scene. Okay, maybe not, but think big when making a display. Again, if there are kids at home, this could be an easy way to get crafty and decorate the house at the same time. Encourage the kids to use creativity and items around the house to come up with a holiday scene for the neighborhood to enjoy. Kids take great pride in being able to show something they made, so it won't take much convincing to get them to participate. We hear you chirping. Get scribbling. Tweet up the scribble at the Scribble Show. Join the discussion with Jeremy Bradley. It's all going down right now on Twitter at the Scribble Show and at thescribbleshow.com. JB here back on the Scribble. Next week, our syndicated radio show, it's called Top of the Charts, celebrates its 500th weekly broadcast. So nine and a half years, 500 shows later, we have gone from really every corner of the continent. We've been to Orlando, Florida. We've been to Los Angeles, California. We're actually even down to Mexico and Cuba and up to uh, Yukon, up by Alaska and um, East Coast. We've been to Nova Scotia and Canada. So we've really zigzagged all over. And we went to dead center in North America, Winnipeg, my home city, this spring and just all over. So we're recapping and looking back at Nine and a half years, 500 shows of Top of the Charts. So we've got a montage next week here on the podcast of our surprise celebrity guests and just a lot of fun walk down memory lane because we've had some really interesting times on the show. So that is coming up next week here on The Scribble. And if you tune in, go to jbonair.com and, uh, or look up, do a Google search for uh, Top of the Charts with Jeremy Bradley and hopefully you can tune in to episode 500 because we've got celebrity guests calling in and I don't know who they are, which is always scary. Feel free to give me a shout, jb at jbonair.com. Air.com. Follow us on Twitter at The Scribble Show. My name is Jeremy Bradley. I will talk to you same time, same place next week. Bye-bye, everybody. Want more Scribble? Check out thescribbleshow.com for past shows, celebrity interviews, cheapskate tips, and more. That's at thescribbleshow.com and on Twitter at The Scribble Show. The Scribble is a speak-free media presentation. If you want some real heat, give your mind.